Hello, welcome back to season two, episode two of Inver Ramble. My name is Mr. Simpson, and exciting news, I am back with the lovely Miss Saran. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. The dynamic duo are back and bringing you another podcast episode. How have you all been? Um, yeah, it's been a, it's a good wee term working on this podcast. It seems that like everything kind of amounts to this last week of term. Um, so we're all stressed and we're all tired and we're all ready for the holidays. But um, it has been really good to work with all of the learners in this podcast. Absolutely. the uh, This term around before Christmas is always... Um, a little bit different than any other terms because it's a lot obviously about Christmas and um, there's always lots of events on and um, a lot of things that kind of bring the community together so from this aspect it's always really nice but then at the same time our seniors are always focusing on the upcoming prelims Um, so it's kind of very serious in some aspects, but also really a lot of fun in others. Absolutely. Teachers and pupils alike are walking around with lots of bags under their eyes <laughs> and dark marks. Um, but yeah, thank you again for all of your support on this podcast journey. Um, we feel very supported and uplifted by all of your positive comments. We love hearing that the people are excited for the episodes to release at the end of term, so we're happy that we can bring that. And also thank you for all of the five-star reviews. We feel quite overwhelmed by that. Um, so what have we got coming up on this episode, Mr. Ryan? We've got, well, actually, um, our last episode was led by all of the first years, but this episode seems to be led by our third years this time. So that's very exciting. Why don't you give us a wee snippet of what's to come? Well, in this episode, uh, we have, uh, well, we, we will be bringing you um, quite a few updates from around the school and recent events. Um, lots of teachers will report uh, about things they have been doing for us. Um, we have uh, we segment on Doric language, which we're really excited about. You'll be learning how to say I, I fit like Fusher do. She can fit like I pack in <laughs> and all of the things. <laughs> um, um, we will be talking about our sponsored afternoon that we have been running in November, which was a really big thing. Um, it was really exciting as yeah. well. So we are joined by a very special guest later on in the podcast to talk about that. We will be talking about media in our podcast, especially our media course. And we have some guest contributors Mm -hmm. in the shape of our media class who has been honing their podcasting skills for the first time ever. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for them to get stuck into the S3 media course. So with that, I suppose we can just hand over to um, the learners at Inverudy and... Yeah, we will see you at the end. Enjoy! Exams can be a very stressful time for learners. There is so much information to remember and a variety of subjects. This can be overwhelming and can cause anxiety. Senior pupils in Inverurie Academy are due to start their prelims after the Christmas holidays, which means that it is the right time to start revising if you haven't already. My name is Georgia and my class are going to give you some tips on how to revise well before your mock exam. My name is Olivia and to revise you should make space in your schedule for lots of extra practice. Going over your notes and researching is a good place to start. I always put a timer on my phone to avoid the temptation to use it when I am revising. This can be anywhere between half an hour to an hour of focused study. 
revising in short time vlogs like one to two hours will allow you to remember more of what you learned and you will be less likely to get distracted if you take a five minute break. My name is Alex and I think making flashcards is an effective way to revise. You can make physical copies with techniques and definitions and quotes and analysis or anything else that you fits. You could also make some electronic flashcards using websites such as Quizlet and this means you can co complete interactive quizzes. These are visual cues and make your learning concise so that it is easier to remember. You can also make colourful diagrams and mind maps to help you learn visually. My name is Jamie and I think that using past papers is the best way to revise. This means that you can get actual exam practice before sitting your prelim. You can get used to different question types and self-mark using the marking scheme or get your teacher to look over your work. You can also time yourself to get in the habit of writing fast. For any questions that I am stuck on, I tend to use BBC Bite Size to make things a bit more clear. BBC Bite Size have lots of different resources for a variety of subjects and provide information, informative videos, pictures and quizzes to check your understanding. Another good digital resource would be Scholar by Harriet Watt University. This website has lots of accessible quizzes and information that can be checked by your teacher and gives you support directly from your phone or computer. Sometimes I think listening to music helps too. This can help block out the rest of the world and let me focus on studying. You should also make yourself a timetable with all your exam dates so that you can prioritise each one as they come. Make sure you are doing enough work on all of them before the date of the exam arrives. I don't revise on the day of my exam because if I do, I am more likely to panic and forget the information. Therefore, it is best to revise in small doses on the lead up to the prelim and not cram in information the night before. The more you do, the more confident you will feel. We are also going to be joined by Strun, who is a learner at the St Andrews School, alongside his teacher, Ms Godwin, um, and they will be bringing you the Doric Dictionary. It's really good to work with not just the learners in Inverurie, but also the learners at St Andrews, and we hope that this partnership continues going forward. Hi, it's Strun from St Andrews, and I'm back to speak to you about UNICEF and children's rights. November the 20th was World Children's Day, so we dressed in blue and shared our knowledge of rights. In my class, the pupils became teachers and the teachers became pupils for the day. I was a dark teacher raising awareness of Article 30. We have the right to speak our own language and to follow our family's way of life. Did you know that the northeast of Scotland has its own dialect of the Scots language called Doric? Or should I say, Dear Canaboot Doric? There are an estimated 30,000 Doric speakers in Scotland. For someone visiting Scotland, Doric can be tricky to get to grips with. What would the fit like? You can, ludes and quints and a fancy piece. Well, that has a whole different meaning in England. So here's my quick guide to Doric. Let's start by using the F word. <gasps> no, not swear words, Doric questions. Far. Where. Fit. What. Fun. 
When? Foo. How? Fit why? Why? Fa. Who? Foo's your dues. How's your pigeons or how are you? Some other direct words and phrases that may come in useful include loons and quines, boys and girls, so you know which toilet to use, fly cup and a fancy piece, cup of tea and a nice cake, you can, you know, it's off a call, it's awfully cold, referring to the weather, a wee minty, just a minute, gee us a bosey, give me a hug. Hopefully you'll be able to understand a bit more Dorit now. Right, we're here with Mr. Henry. And uh, Mr. Henry is telling us a little bit about our recent sponsored afternoon. Mr. Henry, what is the sponsored afternoon? Well, first of all, thanks for the invitation to be part of the podcast. I think this is the first time I've been part of their amazing <laughs> podcast. So thanks for the invitation, team. So... The, the sponsored afternoon was something that we as a school felt we needed to look at because um, Imanuri Caddy off, offers so much to the young people out with the curriculum and various activities, but all that costs quite a lot of money. Uh, and we're very fortunate we have a school fund that covers the cost for equipment, travel, all these types of things. Um, but costs are becoming, are ever increasing at the moment so we felt we needed to do something just to boost our coffers uh, our coffers up a little bit and that that's exactly what we did so uh, i spoke with um, the charity committee who do some amazing work as you know for local charities uh, and they agreed to um i think they perhaps regretted agreeing but they agreed <laughs> to take on the challenge of pulling together the sponsors afternoon to raise money for the, the school fund uh, and i think it's really important just to just to point out that it's not just sports. So, yeah, we, we do lots of sports, but we do a huge amount of other things. And, 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 and we need to make sure that we keep that offering. Our extracurricular offering at is outstanding. Um, but it does cost pennies. And I also don't ever want anyone at Embroody Academy to not be able to do something because they, they can't afford to do it. So sometimes we do ask for a contribution, but we always try and keep that contribution at a minimum. And if Teachers know young people, so if a young person is maybe struggling a little bit, then they'll just be welcomed in and there'll be no questions asked. So that was the purpose, to increase the school fund. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, we've got one of the highest roles in school in Aberdeen Shire this year, so what was the take-up like overall? Well, the take-up right, was absolutely outstanding. It was about 90% take-up, um, which, was, which was fantastic. Um, it was a challenge because we are a school of almost, almost 1,300 people, so... Previous schools I've been at, we've done sponsored walks. Now, a sponsored walk with 600 or 700 pupils is an awful lot easier than a sponsored walk with 1,300. You would need you would need Police Scotland to be um, stopping traffic and <laughs> all sorts. So a sponsored walk was never never part of the plan, and, and we came up with this idea. We're very fortunate at the Academy. We've got these incredible facilities. So actually, let's utilise them, and, and that's exactly what we did. So the programme we had in place was just absolutely outstanding and the take-up was great and actually the most important thing for me was that I, I know the staff really enjoyed the opportunity to do something a bit different and the feedback from the young people has just been outstanding as well so it was a really, really positive afternoon. Yeah, absolutely, what kind of activities were on offer? Oh, there, there was everything, you know, there was everything so you know we had we had sort of traditional football, we, were, we had swimming, we had six day in the swimming pool and um, with the LLA lifeguarding for us, which was very kind, we had 
um, music, there was dance, there was two dance sessions, so there was Dance We, which was really popular, and we also had um, Evolution Dance School, the, the dance school that we worked with, they came into the session, and we're very lucky that we've got a lot of number of our seniors who are already assistants in the dance school, so they took part in that, and um, ran that, we had computer-based activities, board games, Maths challenges. We just modern languages. We just had everything. To be honest, it was a. I think we had thirty-two different activities. If I remember rightly. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. What did you get up to yourself? Well, I did. I did a sponsored walk around in Maruri, and we covered over six kilometers. There you go. So um, yeah, we just we just kept it local, but it was actually really nice. It had almost thirty young people, a number of staff. And um, it was a brisk pace, but it was friendly, <laughs> and it was a nice day. So there was no. I had rain jackets. In fact, I had a variety of clothes to wear that afternoon. I did tell them if it rains, we're getting wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, the sun was shining, and we enjoyed it. And we, yeah, we six kilometers. So I think I promised them maybe two or three, and we did a few more. But they, <laughs> they all enjoyed it. So did you? How much money did we raise? Well, that's then? the that's the amazing thing. We we raised six thousand pounds over six, well over six thousand pounds. So you know what a difference that yeah, makes to us. You know the what we can use that money for. And remember, none of it happens, none of it's what's happened in the classroom. Yeah. It's all the extra things we do as a, as a school community. Yeah. And yeah. £6,000 is, is a lot of money. A lot of money yeah. I have to say, uh, I think we can be bigger and better next mm-hmm. year. I think everyone's <laughs> got a feel for it. And I think people are ready. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I could do this or I could yeah. do that. We could offer this activity. Um, so I think we, we've, we've set the standard pretty high. But I think we can top the activities and I think we can also top six thousand pounds next year. So yeah, it was all all in all, it was just a fantastic afternoon for the whole school. So do you have a little um a splint of something that you enjoyed the most from that day for us? No, I don't think I do have any information like that to be honest. And I think and I I I said to the young people at the start, it's about taking part. And actually I wasn't worried whether they raised two pounds or twenty pounds. It was about everyone taking part. And actually, that's what happened. Some people took part and were in a fortunate position where they got quite a lot of sponsorship money. Some people took part in, in a small, but that's not the point. It was about just taking part. And actually, the take up in all the groups. And what I should have said as well is we awarded house points. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone who took part, um, there was house points awarded as well. So they're now in the house championship um, table as well. So that was also a real positive. And we're also doing house points for the non-uniform day the last day of this time and we did it last time so we're beginning to add house points mm-hmm. to more and more of our activities so no it was great what house is in the lead I knew you were going to ask me that <laughs> I, couldn't, I can't actually tell you because I'll tell you why because I am independent I can't have any I, I can't can show you, any team Selby <laughs> <laughs> there's that competitive register oh absolutely yeah, absolutely <laughs> I can't show any bias I have to just stay independent <laughs> Hello, my name's Mrs Elric. I ran a sewing and knitting afternoon with Miss Taylor for the activities afternoon. This meant that we had a group of people show up who knew very little about cross-stitch and by the end of the day were able to go away with a little piece of Christmassy cross-stitch ready to give to somebody they love for Christmas. On the other hand, Miss Taylor had a really good group of knitters who already knew what they were doing. So they just had a really nice stitch and a good chat as they were getting on with all their cross-stitch. We ended up listening to lots of music. We did start off with quite classy music that was very gentle and chilled out and acoustic. 
but eventually we ended up on K-pop, which is always Mrs Elric's problem. Activities Afternoon really gave me the chance to do something outside my normal English teaching. I'm so focused on reading and writing, and while I do love books, it's nice to show people that I've got different skills, and it felt like a really nice way to learn that other people had different skills as well. When we think of activities, we often think about, you know, sporty things or lots of wild dancing, but actually having a sort of quieter activity was much better for people's mental health. It was really nice and soothing and very chilled out, and I think that's why I really enjoy cross-stitch and why the people that came to join us started to really enjoy the cross-stitch and the knitting. Hello, my name's Mrs Ritchie, uh, the department is TVE, and for the sponsored afternoon we made bird feeders. The bird feeders were made from reclaimed timber using pallet wood and reclaimed tongue groove which we kindly had donated by a local business. We also used um, some mesh and some staples to, to attach them all together to make an eco bird feeder that was suitable to put into the garden. We had approximately 30 students that attended this session and most of them were quite successful within the time that we had. They took them home and as far as I'm aware, they're hung up in their gardens feeding the environment. I am here with Miss Bell from the English department. Miss Bell, tell us a little bit about what activity you led for our sponsored afternoon. So for the sponsored afternoon, I offered a Taylor Swift afternoon. I floated the idea of different names, but my seniors weren't impressed with things like the Swifty Social or the Swifty Club or things like that. So we just called it the Taylor Swift afternoon. Um, but we had probably about 50 kids, 40 kids there, um, all reveling in the joy that is Taylor Swift. And it was lots of fun. <laughs> what kind of things have you been doing? Um, we had three different stations. So one of the stations was Taylor Swift quizzes. So a couple of the seniors had made different cahoots and quizzes about Taylor Swift trivia and different albums and different songs and things like that. So we had groups um, competing. Um, at that station the middle station they were making friendship bracelets because Taylor Swift's big thing over this era's tour has been people making friendship bracelets and bringing them to the concert and then swapping them around so we had people making friendship bracelets and then the last one was karaoke so we had everyone singing their favorite Taylor Swift song on Rhoda's and we swapped around the three stations every half hour or so so everyone could have a go at each one that sounds amazing <laughs> it was really cute they were so cute and had so much fun it was hilarious seeing how competitive they got in particular with the quizzes yeah yeah it was really cute <laughs> what was your favorite your favorite bit of it what did you enjoy most about the whole sponsored afternoon um winning the quiz <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no it was really cute i um really enjoyed the friendship bracelet making that was cute some of them made bracelets for each other some of them made them for members of senior management i think mr anderson might have got one um, and that was really sweet i think seeing them all of different ages and stages as well so we had from s1 to s six different pupils who really love Taylor Swift coming and sitting together and singing songs or competing in quizzes and it was lovely to all be able to spend time together like that talking about someone or something that we love. <laughs> it sounds a lot like um, it, it was able to create a real sense of community. Absolutely yeah it was really lovely and I think when you have a shared interest like that then you might come together on the basis of that shared interest, but then they might have connections with, especially the S1s who had only been there a term, um, getting to meet some of the S2s or 3s or, or older pupils, seeing them lead things as well, I think creates a lovely sense of togetherness for an afternoon. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much, Miss You're Bear. very welcome. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Miss Addison. Um, I'm in the English department and during the sponsored afternoon, we took part in the sponsored reading along with Miss Ross and Miss McIntosh. It was a fantastic afternoon. It was lovely to see all of the pupils with different books, seeing what people were enjoying reading, seeing people bringing their own books along and ones they borrowed from the library as well. It was a really chill and zen afternoon. We had about 40 pupils who joined us for the afternoon and it was probably the most quiet we've ever had in one of those classrooms. Um, it would be really good if we could do things like this more often. I think that the kids enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people came out of it saying it was so relaxing and so chilled out, but also the sponsored afternoon seemed to have had a really good reception overall. Hello, um, my name is Mr. Simpson and I am here with Miss Padham. Hello. Hey. Um, and we offered a musical theatre workshop at the sponsored afternoon. It was great fun, wasn't it? It was very fun. It was really good to kind of work across departments because I think this was the first time really um, that we got the chance to work together, especially since you're new to the school. So yes. yeah, and an excellent opportunity for me especially. Um, so what did we do? What did we get up to? Well, we had some singing, we had dancing, we had acting. We had all of the things. Yes. <laughs> um, Mr. We... Simpson chose a very good song. Yeah, it was a good song. It was a song from the musical The Prom. Um, it's called It's Time to Dance. And it was time to dance, it, wasn't it? Oh, it definitely <laughs> was time to dance. <laughs> um, I've got a bit of a debate with all my learners when I say that musical theatre is a sport. Now, this is subject to discussion, but I think everyone in that room realised that musical theatre well and truly is a sport that day. <laughs> After a session with Mr Simpson choreographing, you will realise that musical theatre is most definitely <laughs> a sport. The checks in the post, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we hope we can do it again. Hoping and... for a future musical, a school <laughs> musical in the future. Maybe oh. like an after school club too. Yeah, no, definitely. That sounds really good. We had wow. some good, we had some interest after that. We did, definitely. I've had people in the corner just ask me if when it's starting. Yes. So we need to maybe I get pencil and paper and yes. start working on that. <laughs> I would love to start an after school club. A musical theatre lunchtime mm, club. Yeah, absolutely. So you heard it here first. Read all about it. <laughs> Coming to a school near you. In <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, this is Miss Aran. I'm one of the English and Media teachers at Inverurie Academy. Um, I'm here today to talk a little bit about um, the media course that we offer for S3 and then following on for our not. Um, we are in a position where our pupils, our S2 pupils, will soon be choosing subjects that they would like to study in S3 and S4. Um, and media is one of those courses that we offer in our media course. Um, we're looking at different texts, different genre of text. So we might be studying film, we might be looking at uh, printed media, we might be looking at radio programs or podcasts, we might be looking at analyzing different texts. So this might be that we're looking at how the camera is used or how mise-en-scene is used. We might be looking at cultural codes. We might be looking at costume. So pupils will get a wide range of experiences uh, that are related to media and how we use media. Now, this course has been quite popular for us, especially now that um, the profession, professions that are related to media are up and coming. Um, we're trying to give pupils 
a really good insight and develop their skills related to media. So for example, um, despite us just developing analytical skills, we're also looking at production skills. Um, some of those production skills that our current SPD has been developing is making little mini films about their lives. Um, for that, they were drawing pictures and almost creating a stop motion film about their life. And then they had to record voiceovers. Um, they had to plan all this out. Um, one other way we might be practicing production skills is actually our podcast. So this is the first time that our media class has been working on their podcasting skills. Um, they spend a lot of time on this because we were looking at um, podcasts that are available, different topics, what works really well in certain podcasts, what doesn't work, um, what different audiences might expect. So for example, we looked at maybe someone who is into sports might be looking for something else in a podcast than um, sometimes who, someone who is interested in true crime. Um, we have been looking at a lot of uh, language used, especially in sound um, editing. So we were looking at a lot of editing language, maybe like a feed or um, sound bites. So bit by bit, we can include this type of language in our own language when we are studying media. Um, we also have been looking a little bit at... Um, design briefs and how in the industry a design brief would be uh, given to potential people, potential uh, creators, and then uh, pupils um, were asked to create a pitch. So our S3 media class has been asked to create a podcast segment for our school podcast, and they were given free reign of topics they would like to talk about because uh, we would like we wanted to cover a wide range of topics. Um, we talked a lot about how this is a good opportunity for teenagers to uh, bring some of their ideas to the table, uh, maybe telling adults or teaching adults or older people what uh, matters to them, so having your voice heard. Um, we also um, tried to think about the best format for creating this. So we practiced uh, script writing and we looked at um, best way to engage the audience, how we hook in an audience and what kind of language is appropriate for certain types of podcasts. For example, this is our school podcast. Um, so we have to be formal in the way we speak. So the pupils have been working really hard and um, they have done amazing work. Um, they worked in groups. Some of the groups were smaller, so some of the groups were only two pupils. Some groups were quite big. I think the biggest one was six pupils. Um, so we will uh, share some of the podcast segments that our pupil created with you uh, in this episode. And we are hoping that um, you can just see how much talent there is and also just what a range of uh, possible ways of creating a podcast are there in the world. So thank you very much. The Illuminati was founded 1st May, first of May 1779 in Germany, secretly formed in Bavaria, which is now a part of modern-day Germany. The members originally referred to themselves as perfectionists. The group was inspired by the ideas of enlightenment.
The group's aim was focused on influencing political decisions and disrupting institutions like the monarchy and the church. The Illuminati is a Latin word for enlightened. To join the Illuminati, you have to have full consent from the members, possess wealth and have good reputation with a stable family. Some people believe that the Illuminati controls the world today, suggesting that they are so secretive that few are aware of it. On the back of the American dollar bill, there is an eye of providence, yet no one has questioned this. Some celebrities have stated that they have gotten invited to the Illuminati. There is a lot of stigma surrounding this topic. Our second topic is on Area 51. Area 51 is a military base in America and is notorious for UFO sightings and is thought to be experimenting on extraterrestrial species. The base was created during the Cold War in Nevada in 1955 as a paradise ranch. Nobody really knows what's going on inside that base, but people have claimed to have seen UFOs and others have claimed to be abducted by aliens. Some speculate that they are developing some sort of weather control, time travel, teleportation technology, meetings with extraterrestrials, etc, etc. Area 51 is one of the biggest conspiracy theories and has been for years now because of how avoidant the US government has been when the subject has been brought up. Until such time as they share real information with the public on what's going on, we will never know. Our third topic is COVID-19. COVID-19 was a worldwide pandemic that killed millions throughout the years of 2019 and 2021. There was a lot of conspiracy surrounding the virus and where it came from, and there was a lot of speculation about it being population control. Those who speculate this think that it is a bit ironic that every couple of centuries there is some sort of large plague which kills millions, such as the Black Death, the Spanish Flu, or COVID-19. On top of this, the Spanish Flu took place in 1918 to 1920, the Mexico smallpox epidemic took place in 1519 to 1520, and the height of COVID-19 took place in 2019 to 2021, meaning more than one large epidemic took place during the time, sometime in the 20s. I'm here with a pupil who studies S3 Media and wanted to share some information about RAC, which has been in the news so much lately. So tell me, why have you chosen this topic? Well, I have chosen this topic because I found it quite interesting that they use RAC in buildings when it starts to get weaker and weaker over time and eventually falls apart. Well, that's interesting. So what is RAC exactly? Well, RAC is a lightweight, bubbly type of concrete. It is most commonly used in construction, or it was most commonly used in construction between nine in the 1950s and mid-1990s. So we heard a lot about this in the news. What happens to RAC? Um, its structural behaviour differs significantly to from traditional reinforced concrete. It is quite um, susceptible to structural fail failure when exposed to water. The bubbles can allow water to enter the material, and if this happens, um, any rebarb reinforcing the rack can also decay and bust and weaken. So it's really about the metal inside, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So why is rack now a problem? Well, um, for one, material to coat the rack um, will have very or have very problem becoming. Com uh, compromised in plans, um, panels over 20 years old. Two, currently corrosion can occur without visual um, indication that 
the panel was in poor condition, i.e. there was a risk of collapse without warning in panels over 20 years old. So this sounds quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why was rack used? Um, rack has been widely used in, used in building material because it is cheap, lightweight, and pro- provides good thermal insulation. So this sounds like this has been quite an issue. Um, is rack not used anymore? Rack is known to decay over time and has been linked to ceiling collapses in schools. It comes as hun- it comes as hundreds of schools were advised not to open affected buildings to pupils for new for the new school term because of concerns about the material. Um so is there special places rack has been used? Um, rack is most commonly used for flat roof structures, but has also been used in the um, construction of walls and floors. Schools are one example. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many interesting facts about rack with us. So this was our second episode of the second season. I hope you enjoyed hearing from so many different people so many different contributors. I think this must have been our biggest episode in this sense yet. Absolutely, yeah. It's been really fun working with everyone and pulling this all together. Now we have some very important dates coming up in the future, in the very near future. Um, We have um, a very exciting birthday in our hands, Ms. Saran. Do you know about this birthday? No, I don't. (laughs) What is it? Well, it's Inveramble's first birthday. Oh my gosh! In January. Well, not in January, but at the end of the term. We started it last January. So... Um, we're now a year into this process. High five. High five. Congratulations on all of the things. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next year with another termly episode. But we're on the Christmas holidays too. And what does Santa bring? Presents. Santa presents. brings presents. But presents isn't the only P word that Santa will be bringing this year. Are you saying that maybe Santa is bringing a tiny wee podcast for us? Maybe. So it is best to like and subscribe, do all of the influencer things, <laughs> fill our egos a little bit and make sure you are in the loop for when the next episode drops. It will be a surprise. It will be a surprise. Keeping eyes and ears peeled. <laughs> um, so without further ado, have a lovely Christmas and... Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You better watch out. You Go- better not cry. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>